Welcome to the Rewards Republic podcast. I'm Adrian, partner for Digital Banking. This episode is about building a universal API for business data. And I'm joined by Yasemin Karimi from Codet. Thanks a lot for having joined us. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Adrian. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Um, so this, um, in this episode, we will talk a little bit more about what Codet is offering and how to build such a universal API for business data. Just as a quick introduction, um, Yasemin is currently the head of product at Codet. She has worked in financial technology since the beginning of her career, and she has gained extensive experience with API-based products. For example, before Codet, she was the head of product at Sterling Bank and spent a number of years at MasterCard and a large payment infrastructure provider in numerous roles where she grew into product leadership on a number of payment platforms deployed and used globally by the world's largest financial institutions. Codet stands for company data um, and connects into the financial software used by small businesses globally. Think of accounting tools, e-commerce tools, point of sale um, solutions, as well as bank accounts. And the company has recently closed a $40 million Series B round led by Tiger Global last uh, this year and last year um, a $10 million Series A round led by Index. So. Building a uh, universal API for business data sounds super exciting, sounds very interesting. How would you describe the solution, um, let's say, to a listener that has never heard of it before? Yeah, um, so I would say that Kodak, the best way to describe Kodak would be that we are the universal API for small business data. I think from layman's terms perspective, the best way to describe us would be that we are enabling the digital journey that small businesses engage in when they seek a product or a service. And the most um, probably simplest example is when a small business goes to um, retrieve a loan from say their bank or another fintech provider, they will have to share some financial documents somehow. And actually, if you don't have integrations into their software, a lot of that process is manual. So what we're doing is we're automating the retrieval of that data so that the business can get that service or product faster. Amazing. And you're offering the, the basically the, the data API for that, right? So your customers are building on top of your API to allow SMEs, let's say, um, apply for a loan more quickly or even as an underwriting tool, I, would, I can imagine, right? Yeah, so there are underwriting tools who can build on our platform and there are other, many, many other use cases, as you can imagine, with how complex yeah. owning a small business is. So we also, one of the main propositions is actually keeping the software systems that small businesses use connected to each other. So seamlessly sharing data between those applications, because again, that's a that's a big onerous task for a small business to have to do themselves. Amazing. So um, just before we uh, dive a little bit deeper into your solution and your proposition and the customers that you serve, um, you previously launched your own food business from the land. And in addition, um, you, as I told in the beginning, you've been working at the banking and fintech, fintech industry. So I can imagine these two experiences um, of having started an own like small business and also having worked in banking um, might provide some unique perspectives on this whole industry. And because you're kind of sitting um, in the middle with, uh, with Codet, how did these experiences help you in, um, in your current job? Yeah, so I would say that um, the, the one particular thing that definitely made me really realize the value of Kodak was having my small business. So from the land, as you mentioned, where I actually produced um, healthy food and, and sold it um, across London. And actually, the main thing that I would say about owning a small business is the, is the time that it, that it takes to actually put into that business and, and grow it. So I had to manage multiple uh, software systems myself, whether it be the accounting or my stock and inventory, even from a marketing perspective, having to, to having to actually manage all of that myself was was uh, one of the more stressful sides of owning a business. So um, obviously my experience uh, working in payments and, and fintech and banking 
actually led me to to find Kodat and also kind of helped with, you know, uh, general product concepts, how to bring large scale products to market and how to understand kind of, you know, the fintech ecosystem as well. So uh, it's kind of the perfect marriage. Um, and I was also running the small business whilst whilst working full time. So that that wasn't uh, okay. that wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, that sounds amazing. So let's let's talk about um, a little bit more about um, the general state of the market. Um, according to Crunchbase, Kodak is tripling uh, its revenue almost every year. So so let's let's first talk about, a little bit more about um, what trends now empower Kodak's growth. And I think there are several developments that we could uh, just quickly mention. Um, and I would be very interested to hear also your opinion on what you see now as the key trends that you find most impactful at the moment. But I'm, I can imagine there's a lot going on, first of all, in, um, in the small business market. So the small business market is growing quite steadily. Um, it, it makes up like the major business landscape of um, most countries in the world. So whether it's in Europe, also in the US, 99% of all businesses are basically small businesses. Then there's this growing need um, for digitalizing um, and a business, as you just mentioned yourself, like a lot of business owners just need more um, tailored solutions to run their small business and to automate stuff, um, which which basically goes into this whole topic of vertical SaaS tools uh, that now serving um, serve specific niches within the SME um, market. Then you have, of course, this general topic of e-commerce, which is also growing um, and also obviously provides a lot of data um, where you can plug into with your API. Um, open banking, of course, uh, really big in the UK and also growing super fast in in, in Europe, also the US. And then I think in general, like this whole topic of um, um, growth and API enabled propositions and business models. Uh, I just recently saw also a statistic on fintech or financial APIs, um, which has been growing over the last decade um, tremendously. So how, how would you describe like in general, um, what kind of trends you see in the market that empower the growth of your offering? Yeah, so um, to your point, Adrian, the number of small businesses that have been created are, you know, completely exponential in terms of um, the wake of COVID. So yeah. a small business has been created, you know, at that alarming rate has has really um, been something that we've been watching very, very closely because as more small businesses are created, more small businesses are growing, um, the applications they use, there's more and more of a need for them to stay connected. So that's what's one thing I, I particularly pay a lot of attention to uh, from a product perspective. Yep. And then I think an obvious one, which is, is mentioned a lot in the industry, as you know, is digitization. So that's already happening, but particularly when it comes to small businesses, trends like making tax digital from a couple of years ago, um, but also anything that kind of fits into that realm. Open finance is a massive topic. And I think a lot of the, the trends in terms of digitization, more small businesses being created, the number of tools that those businesses use are, are growing also. So fintechs are being created and finding new ways to solve problems that these small businesses create with those fintechs that are being created. There's more and more of a need for Kodak to be um, in those solutions as, as we're a white label tool. And all of this has been intensified because of COVID, right? So the digitization front, you know, nobody was able to do anything in person. Um, but I, I think that topic's definitely been, you know, top of mind over the last couple of years. And also the influx of creation of small businesses just has a knock on effect to a multitude of other trends that, that we definitely see and pay close attention to. Another Another point I would say in terms of, um, you know, things like lending, which is a tr very traditional segment, are attitudes towards how 
provider these providers actually carry out business so lenders you're now seeing more more so want to be able to enable those digital journeys right because of they just weren't able to do it during covid so it, it's just yeah. becoming more of the de facto of how you should do how you should do business particularly for um the types of you know particularly for lenders who were used to working in very traditional ways and I would say on the topic of lenders in particular, there are new types of lenders actually cropping up. So there's been a big rise in revenue-based lending and particularly from Kodak's perspective and, and from a product perspective, we pay very, very close attention to that because we integrate into e-commerce and point of sale systems and we can really, really drive a lot of value for those revenue-based lenders. So it's just paying attention to those new trends and new business models that are emerging too. Yeah, amazing. And I fully agree. Like um, as far as I've seen, the numbers also in the UK have been quite amazing when it comes to uh, new businesses that have been um, established even during the pandemic. Um, so like the net new growth of uh, new businesses that have been founded in the UK has been growing. There have been like thousands of businesses that basically um, have been set up during the pandemic, um, which obviously um, is good is good for your business as well, because ultimately um, your customers serve SMEs. So as you mentioned, so having a close eye on these developments is probably beneficial as well. And I think in general, there are, um, the latest numbers that I've seen um, have been around like 35 million freelancers plus micro SMEs, so up to 10 employees, um, plus small SMEs, up to 50 employees. Um, so that's obviously a huge target market um, in itself. And also in the, U in the US, it's like um, a similar story of um, steady growth among small businesses, which at 2020 is now at um, around 31 million uh, SMEs in the US. From that perspective, it's a huge, it's a huge addressable market for, for um, software businesses to basically cater to, to SMEs. Um, I'm not sure, let's maybe talk also a little bit about new solutions that um, Coded is empowering. But um, as far as I see, lending is, for example, one of the one of the biggest segments right now, also in Europe, um, where you see new new lenders um, like Evoca or also October in across Europe, for example, um, that are now using um, the direct access to the account to speed up underwriting tremendously. Um, so you don't need to send paper anymore or you know wait for your accountant to prepare a lot of statements um, and then send them to your bank. Um, so I guess all these digital onboarding solutions, digital underwriting solutions are now really making the lives easier of SMEs. Um, and I'm sure you've been seeing some research or even saw it yourself with the customers that you're serving that this is really changing the market and changing the opportunities for SMEs in a good way, I guess. Yeah, for sure. We, we certainly we certainly do see this firsthand via via our clients. And there are some core cool client groups that, that we think about um, and group at, at the high level. So we have SaaS, so software as a service. We have payment systems and we have banking and lending. So neobanks, as you referenced earlier, and fintech lenders who aren't necessarily banks. So um, just to give you some practical examples. So within SaaS, we have examples like forecasting tools where they're trying to help businesses better manage and forecast their money and then you kind of referenced this earlier on in in the um in the podcast where vertical SaaS massive trend that we're seeing where software is actually being created specifically for groups of small businesses so um for example software for plumbers creating invoices for customers and and syncing those customers into the accounting software. I choose plumbers as an arbitrary example, but that process is, is really, really onerous for a small business, especially if you're um, a one man band or you're a very small plumbing business who has, you know, just a couple of vans. You just want to be focused on getting out there and, and making and, um, and making sales and, and doing business. So doing all of the, the administrative tasks of, of running your accounting system is not what you want to be thinking about. 
and then in terms of the um so that's just one example of of SaaS forecasting and, and vertical SaaS. And then within payments that are referenced, so we have point of sale providers. Uh, an example would be our client Zettel, um, massive point of sale system across Europe. They basically use Kodak to reconcile um, payments into the accounting software. And that really, really helps with with small business um, administration again, because otherwise businesses have to spend hours uploading sales information to their software systems, like their accounting system. Um, and that's just not what they want to be doing. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, exactly. And then just touching, and that's that's again some, something that really uh, sits sits deep in my heart because of I had to do that stuff myself uh, when I own my my own small business. And then within the banking industry, which is obviously very very broad, we have a combination of of tier one banks, um, and then we have digital lenders. I kind of referenced an example of digital lenders where we talked about the revenue based lenders who are. Uh, kind of coming out the gate and, and realizing the value of actually integrating small business software. Whereas, you know, some of the other um, use cases in banking, it's about changing current process um, that yeah. they've been using for years. So slightly different target segments. But I think that's quite a nice way of grouping our, our clients. Our clients. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's an amazing overview. It's, let's um, dive a little bit deeper into it as well, because as I see it, um, like when it comes to your key customer groups or stakeholders that you're serving, there's obviously at one level the SMEs. Um, that are using these type of digital tools and generate the data um, that you can plug into. Um, so all the accounting tools, the banking uh, services that they use, the payment solutions like Square and so on, or iSettle that you just mentioned. Um, then uh, Coded plugs into these tools um, and offers uh, basically structured data as an API. And then your, your customers, like your first line customers, um, the, which are using the API, um, as you just mentioned, like can be banks, can be vertical SaaS tools, can be uh, credit scoring providers and so on, um, to either build or enhance their own propositions. So um, let's maybe unpack that a little bit. Um, you just mentioned a few of your target groups. Do you have like a target persona that you're building for? Or um, how can you imagine that um, proposition development at the current moment? Um, and just to give you a little bit of background. Um, and I've been talking to uh, open banking providers who also in the first like years when they started out offered an API as a, as a service. Um, their main problem was basically that they've first uh, built this whole proposition for developers only. So they had their um, developer platform online and um, let them use the banking data. That was, was a very difficult like proposition to build up in the first place because you catered towards developers, but mostly the people that made the decisions to use these tools were not only developers, but also like the product owners and maybe business development and partnerships. So a huge amount of potential um, not users, but uh, decision makers that would then um, have a say in what kind of um, data is needed and how the end proposition should look like. So I would be like really interested to hear your experiences in building the API and how you how you basically brought that to the market. Yeah. So in terms of the um, the target personas that you mentioned, we we do have specific target personas. So uh, mainly product managers and developers, right? Because these these are the guys who are. Um, you know, on the ground and deciding what goes into their application. So let's take an example of a payment system like like Zettle or, or Square or um, like, like you mentioned or, or Stripe or, or whatever the system is. There's going to be a product manager who's in charge of integrations in that specific 
um, company, or they may not call it integrations, they may call it something else. But really that product manager, their their main focus is to make sure that their proposition, so their their payment system that they're building is is working in the right ways, has got all the, the, the new coolest features, the, the things that really sets them apart from their competitors. And they're also reacting to, sm- to the small business requests that, that, that they're getting. So for example, a small business may come to them and say, I want my, yeah, this payment system's really efficient. I want this to now talk to my zero account, just giving you um, an example. And that product manager would then have to basically plan in, uh, how do I build an integration into zero? So those are, you can see why, as I'm talking through this, why though that is our target persona, right? Because they're, they're trying to figure out like, should I concentrate on my core business, which is building out a payment system, which is a very different thing than actually building out integrations. So I would prefer to go to a supplier, i.e. Kodak, because Kodak is the universal API for business data. And I can just use them out of the box. They have years of experience building integrations and they know how to use, because payments are a vertical that they target and they work with, they know how to get my system talking to my small businesses accounting system. So that's why product managers are a big target persona. And then it kind of goes with it that the developers who who work in the teams that the product managers also work in are, are a massive target persona because you, you have to be developer first in, in how you do these things, especially as an embedded API. Amazing. And how did you kickstart then the uh, your platform? Was it like a kind of pull from the market because there was just such a huge demand of um, software and payment and banking companies that needed to use your, the data that you're offering? And as I can imagine, let's maybe talk a, bit, a, a little bit about your like API offering in general because building these type of integrations yourself would be a huge amount of, of work to do. So having having coded as like the service provider that does that is obviously a, um, a huge enabler for these type of companies. But did you, was there a huge pull in the market and um, you just, um, you know, provided the best um, API for, for the demand that um, that just happened over the last years? Or was it was it more push in terms of um, first maybe educating the market around why there would be a lot of benefits if you can tap into accounting and banking data? An excellent question. When we started um, four years ago, almost five years ago now, it was more about realizing actually nobody else in the market was doing this and why aren't people doing this? Um, or why isn't there, why isn't there a, um, a company who's, who's set up to integrate into small business software? It's actually a really hard problem to solve. So the three co-founders, um, they basically worked at a, a lender in the past and they were actually trying to build this functionality and realizing that there were no suppliers out there who did it well. And, and, and that kind of um, code out was was then born and then beyond that that so that use case was it was definitely one that was start was started with so as they worked at lenders so the first persona that they went after was uh, the the lender target target client was was the lender and since then we've definitely evolved in terms of use cases and there's been more of a reaction to the market when it comes to use cases right so um, I'll give you an example of, of how this practically pra- practically works you might have a, a bank who wants to do lending and wants to use it in a very similar way to, to what Kodak was created for but actually that bank offers multiple services. You can imagine, obviously, you know, right, banks massive offer multiple services, different streams. Um, one of the things that a bank may offer would be an expense card, right? So they want to be able to use a supplier who can, where, who they can pull um, data on small businesses from. That's one thing. So yes, standardized API to do that, you definitely need it. But actually also being able to push data into the accounting platform. So for the expense card use case that I just gave you, you need to be able to, to pull um, expenses in the right way and then push expenses and reflect that correctly in the accounting system. And those are two different use cases. And the reason why I just give you that that background on the use case is because um, the evolve the evolving state of kind of the use, new use cases that we've been able to target has been um, 
the way that we work from a product perspective with clients, realizing that they actually have other problems that we need to solve and um, building new features around focusing on solving those problems. All right. And um, now when you're working with these banks and accounting providers, uh, I find it quite interesting um, that more and more like new solutions are built on top of, let's say, accounting data and on top of the transaction data that happened that the banks sit on top of, for example. So um, we recently conducted also a market study around where SME banking is going and basically concluded that um, either there will be infrastructure providers that help others to integrate, let's say, accounts and payment functionalities um, into their own let's say software propositions or you move above the stack and you go really beyond the plain vanilla bank account plus uh, payment functionalities and really build out um, a suite of products that's tailored for your specific target market which then goes beyond banking um, and that always puts the question to um, if you're a bank or let's say if you're a traditional um, accounting software provider and you have others that just pull out your data and build interesting stuff on top of it what happens with these solutions? Like, are they just pulled back and um, are just like a commodity, a commodity provider that that enables others to build on top of their solutions? Um, how is your relationship with these type of providers? Um, do they see yourself more as an enabler that everyone wins, that the pie gets bigger as soon as um, your customers build, uh, let's say, a new ecosystem of services on top of their um, on top of their transaction data, on top of the um, ledger data that you get out of the accounting accounting systems, or is it more like a um, almost um, yeah like a uh, an opportunity for themselves to think about what data they have that they could build on you know on top of them? Um, how do you see that market going towards um, new solutions when it comes to SMEs and also the relationship of like the accounting tools and the banks that sit on top of the data? I would say that it's to look at it from a slightly different angle we see that we're enabling an ecosystem of of financial providers to to actually help the small businesses software talk to each other and when we really talk about what that ecosystem looks like um an sme uses their their accounting system multiple times right multiple times a month multiple times a week depending on the type of sme uh, yeah. or even multiple times a day so that accounting system comes very very important to them right it's it's really their system of record where where everything happens and at the end of the month they need to work with their accountant or even themselves to to basically make sure those books go so the reason why i pinpoint that is because the accounting system is, is super important to the SME. So to enable an ecosystem to be effective in the SME landscape, you need to integrate and um, form like partnerships with the systems that the SMEs use most regularly. And if there are other applications that enable that small business to uh, operate effectively or do, do something to, to help their business, then I think from the the data partner perspective, which is which is what we we refer to, um, the accounting tools, the e-commerce systems that we integrate to, it's really a a massive advantage because Kodak is just just enabling that ecosystem to happen through pure technical build. So we're an in, we're an infrastructure provider in that sense. So um, really, we we uh, that is that is that is what we we speak to these data partners about and and what we enable. So Kodak is the approved partner of Intuit. And that means that we are able to essentially make the onboarding journey for developers who are looking to build integrations into QuickBooks Online and Desktop as part of their, their small business application that, that they're building becomes a lot easier. So that, that's been a big a big achievement for us to be actually approved as, as a partner of Intuit. Um, it's, it's, yeah, I think that, that just kind of speaks for itself in, how, in what that relationship looks like. 
Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. Also, I think that Codet is really the perfect enabler of these new new solutions that are just being built. And I guess in that sense, everyone really wins because as you mentioned, like an accounting tool um, is an absolute necessity that will not go away and likewise a bank account. Um, but I find it amazing that they're really now this um, new types of providers that are serving um, SMEs um, with connectivity into banking and accounting and e-commerce. Um, are there some favorite use cases? You already mentioned Settle. Um, and revenue-based uh, lenders. Is there something that you would like to, to, to mention that stands out for you as like a key trend that um, or key company that is using Coded and uh, developing some um, groundbreaking new services for SMEs? Yeah, so uh, I think from the perspective of like uh, cool things that are being built for small businesses using Coded integration. So ClearCo, they are a revenue-based lender. Um, actually started in Canada, um, been clients of Kodak for the last couple of years, and they're utilizing integrations to be able to effectively um, give out those loans in a very effective, in a very effective format and a very effective way. For, for e-commerce com so, uh, companies, for e right? Yes, yeah. exactly. And, and they are also using alternative, well, what's traditionally classed as alternative data. So um, sales data, for example, to be able to, to, to do that. In terms of other use cases, so we have Atom Bank, who are another client, and they are a neo bank that was started in the UK, and they're basically using Kodak for ongoing monitoring of their their, their businesses that they're lending to, but also annual uh, annual renewals for those small businesses. Um, so I I talked about Zettle as as a payments client, but there are a couple of other use cases that I think are worth mentioning. So. Um, one really, really cool one, which you'll, you probably hear a lot when you're doing this podcast, um, is the topic of the carbon footprint. How do we reduce the, uh, a business's carbon footprint, but how do we as individuals also do so? So we have a client called Dodo, and they basically use accounting information to calculate a business's carbon footprint. And that's that's really cool because that's allowing a business to better understand their data so they can basically be more effective about how they manage their carbon footprint. Yeah. Um, so I thought that that was worth pulling out. And then um, I'll just give one more in the interest of time. So we have uh, Brew for, for anyone out there who, who likes beer and Brew create orders in their systems that automatically then flows through into the accounting system via Kodak. So that's just one example of a workflow um, for, for a slightly different type of use case. Yeah, that's super interesting. And um, what I've also been uh, seeing in, in our work is that most SMEs just go to their um, house bank, like the traditional bank, if they want to get to uh, or if they want to apply for a loan. Um, and this, the single reason for that is because if they would go to another bank, which might offer them better um, better terms, it's just that it would take so, so much longer um, to share their data with them. Usually, as you, as you see, or as you know yourself, like it's paper based or you just get to go to your accountant who needs to prepare the statements that will then be sent to another bank and it just takes so long that you that most SMEs uh, as a default just go to their main bank um, if they apply for a loan because the bank already knows the customer and so on and that speeds up the process a little bit um, whereas I see what you're building now and also the, the new solutions like Clico that are coming up now is um, also Atom Bank that you just mentioned that has now um, you know a seamless stream into their customers business um, is um, yeah, it's it's, it's just a, a, an amazing opportunity for SMEs to basically have the freedom to get better terms and get better better services, um, um, which hasn't been the case before. So I think they've been one of the most underserved uh, industry ever, and now um, with these new data connectivity opportunities, it's um, it's it basically unleashes a new ecosystem of providers that um, that helps SMEs to um, run their business smarter and get better services, especially from the banking industry. So I think that an uh, amazing case study. So I would um, recommend everyone to to check these um, companies out as well. Um, 
Also, as a last question, um, what I've been seeing in the market, especially from um, open banking API providers, is that at one at some point everyone goes beyond the API. So at some point you will have some services that um, augment your core API offering. Um, Coded has been going into a similar direction with Visualize, Link, Sync, as well as Insights, um, which I understand are mostly front-end type of solutions. Can you maybe quickly explain um, kind of your rationale and strategy around building these augmented services around your core um, core API offering? Yeah, absolutely. So. I'll, I'll just touch on um, the, th the three products that you mentioned briefly. So Link is essentially our white label front end that um, is presented to a small business when they're linking their data. And we have various features that we, we introduce into Link to make, to make that conversion of, um, of data essentially streaming into our clients' applications easier. So we encourage clients to use our Link product, but we also, because we have the API, we give our clients the ability to actually build their own authorization link flow. So that's 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 the one example. The other example is um, Visualize. So that is a no-code solution right now that we're actually building an API for. But Visualize is essentially a a a better way of being able to to visualize the small business data, um, so that it, it tells a story essentially. So you can see trends over a period of time. You can see pre pre-calculated metrics, and it's certainly a very useful tool for the the target persona of a an underwriter, as the as the lending example we've been talking about today. And then lastly, as, as one of the most exciting and, and newest features of, of our product sets is our insights product. So a lot of the, what we've done in terms of uh, a business model to date has been focused on standardizing data from multiple applications and being able to give our clients the ability to build whatever they want on top of that. The, the next step to that, the, the evolving step to that is to be able to build an analytics layer that sits on top of that standardized data so that we can do more for our clients essentially and more for small businesses. So a practical example of what we've done recently is we've actually been able to compare the accounting data against bank account data. So bank account data that is pulled directly from a bank account via via some of our partners and actually be able to offer a, a match percentage of whether transactions matched or not. And that's really, really useful for a business um, being able to see how good they are at bookkeeping, but also from a, um, a, you know, an underwriting perspective, being able to see what the quality of that data is. So that's just an example of how we're using our, our integrations to be able to to build a an analytics layer on, on top of our platform and something we're really excited about. Super interesting. Any anything you want to mention about um, like the vision and the you know roadmap for the product that you have? Anything you can share to the listeners around um, you know where, where you see the product going? Um, is it more around building out your core API offering? Um, is it around the augmented services? Um, can, any, anything you can sure. share around that? So augmented services are a big focus for us. Like there's obviously the small business data. There's lots of it. So there's there's lots of cool things you can build on top of on top of that. So I recommend people go over to our roadmap, which is on our website, and you can see exactly what we're building. In terms of our longer term vision and, and strategy for the company, our our aim is to basically integrate into as many small business applications as possible. Um, be that, you know, uh, what I class as vertical specific when I say things like accounting, banking and commerce. Um, we, we are going to start ex expanding what that looks like and, and integrating into subscription management systems so that that complements the, the sales model that we're already building with the e-commerce integrations. Um, we're going to be integrating into the likes of payroll, CRM systems. And what, what we're, you can kind of see what we're, we're doing right from what we're talking to about today. But the more integrations we build, the more use cases we're able to open up and therefore the more clients we're able to reach. And if we reach more clients, we're able to help more small businesses. That's basically the strategy. And um, 
yeah, lot, lots of work to do, but we're seeing a lot of the, the value already play out, right? So um, just just keeping really, really focused on on that vision of being the universal API for, for business data um, and making sure that we're able to do so as quickly as possible. Awesome, awesome. And I think, um, as you just mentioned, uh, that you will integrate into more and more um, Uh, you know, accounting tools and banks and so on. Um, just as a short anecdote as well, because I can see on uh, on your product portal that um, Datev in Germany is also <laughs> on your roadmap. And when I was working at Holvi, that was like like three years ago when we tried to um, integrate into Datev uh, because there haven't been any integrations yet. And we had like the strategy around um, building out, the, um, you know, direct integrations into accounting tools um, as a new bank for SMEs. Um, and Datev was one of the, one of the like, I mean, they're, they're legacy in, in Germany, so they're basically the de facto um, monopoly when it comes to accounting systems. And at that time, there has been no API that they offered for fintechs or other software companies. So they actually sent us um, a physical CD, um, which only worked on uh, Windows uh -huh. com computers. So yeah. we had to buy a Windows uh, laptop just to... Um, get to the documentation so that was uh, super interesting but um, ultimately I think now they're they're um, also developing um, API so that others can connect into their software as well and that, as I said at the beginning this is I guess a major trend that um, API enabled propositions and business models especially for SMEs are um, one of a really powerful development um, we're, we're basically still at the beginning so I'm really looking forward to um, how Codet is developing and as well as how your customers are also flourishing on top of um, you know, the business models that um, you can now build uh, through the data accessibility um, for SMEs. So um, thanks a lot for having joined um, the podcast and I hope to speak soon. Thanks very much, Adrian. Great to talk to you.